0: Uh welcome to episode ninety six of the Off and Beat Podcast. Uh it's the first pod after Christmas. Recording this at ten twenty four PM on December twenty seventh. Because that's what I need. Uh for you to know exactly what I do in a fucking day. i was, It's weird because I was actually um I don't really go on Snapchat for anything because it's like, eh, you know, if it's that important, you probably have my number. But anyways, even though it all connects to numbers and now people can send you friend requests on there because your number is connected to your Snapchat and social media accounts and all that good stuff, which is cool. So when you get a friend, a random friend request from a person that... The name doesn't look all that familiar, but their emoji face does. So then you start doing the math, like, I have no clue. Is this one of those spam things that it's like, hey, come join my sex dungeon if you just donate $120? It's like, I'm gonna say probably not. But they actually seem like a legitimate person. And I have a theory that's actually a co worker. Um, if she is listening right now, I don't want to make this awkward, but I don't date co-workers, so don't send that first message in case you're wondering why I haven't sent it out yet. It's because you added me at 6.31 a.m., and I did approve it, so technically we are friends. And it says, hey, say hi when you want, and I'm just like, Nah. But the weirdest part is who the fuck would voluntarily leave their location on there for people to see exactly where they're at? How needy of a motherfucker are you? I'm not going to say their location. All I'm going to say is I hope the winter slopes really uh, did well for you. Um. Why would you leave Your location on a map Where people can see you Exactly where you are Like name the last time Someone was like oh my god You're a mile and a half away from me Let's meet up and go for a walk It's like no You would just message someone if you want to be around them How sad is that That it's basically out of convenience and desperation, like, hey, I'm bored, wanna come to the park and play Pokemon Go, and they're like, well, if the map says so, I'm the map, Jesus, that's not an adorable open boat, we'll explore out of that one, Um, anyways, but yeah, Oh, it's uh not really uh, quote unquote as uh, my old friend would say I'm not in the mood But you know what sometimes even when you're not in the mood You gotta keep the spark going And sometimes you just gotta push through And take it or give it Whichever role you're in And just gotta keep the magic going And wow you know consent is overrated, um, talk about the Roaring Twenties, <laughs> that's actually a very specific reference to some I was writing earlier, neither here nor there, but hey, uh, spoiler alert, um, but yeah, you know, uh, I was actually, earlier today, I was, uh, waiting in line to get my free drink, hmm, <laughs> little, uh, a little poking the bear there. Well, hey, if you ever see me in line at somewhere, chances are I probably don't have to pay for it. Um, it's you know I I, th- I mentioned this on a previous pod, that now when I go to any Dunkin', they just kind of don't make me pay for it. I kind of feel guilty because I want to tip, but I don't carry cash no more because my job pays in paycheck. So it's like, all right, do I go to the bank and withdraw money just to tip? It's like well I don't know about all that It's like I didn't ask them to give me free stuff But you know I'll pay it back one day But anyways So I was in line And this lady comes in behind me And we were waiting there for like 30 seconds And she's like Do they only have like one employee back there I was like no Actually it looks like they got two She's like Jesus She shakes her head What has this world come to And 15 seconds later, I'm not even kidding with you. She turns around and walks out. Felt like a dramatic movie moment that no one asked for. It was like some symbolism. It was like almost some foreshadowing of something that's going to happen. You know, uh, that's about to foreshadow some major event in society. What has happened? And I'm like... Well, I don't know what's happened to you, but I'm about to get my free drink and sit the fuck down. Um, Now, you go take your gas and drive to another location. But when she walked out, I was sitting there. And then once I got settled, start my routine or whatever, I was sitting there and I was like, what has this place gone to? And I mean, I guess like. Not that place specific, but just like uh how we think about things, what have we come to? what have we done um but no, what have we come to that we uh that as a customer in society, we feel like we hold the fate in the cards of businesses, right, and we feel that we and I don't really say me, but I say we because technically. If you're a customer somewhere, you apply. That we know what is best for a place just because of how we receive our experience of something. Um, and i was saying because we both are experiencing the same situation. We are both waiting to be ordered, except I'm ahead of you. But we handle it differently. We see it differently. I see two people that are busy with a bunch of other customers that are here before us in the drive-thru in this scenario, and she sees I walk in and no one acknowledged me. It's like, okay, like, I understand you want to walk in and you don't want to feel like you're just standing up there awkward because nothing's more awkward than when you're, when you're just uh, standing at a front counter and you start, like, poking your head out and walking around and you don't want to be... I, I can handle... it's. It's not as awkward... When you are sitting in a lobby of a place and you just watch someone like trying to get someone's attention and they do the verbal poke their head out, they uh, just kind of walk around, try to see if they see them on cameras or they'll open the door to make sure the censored thing that they hear back there, maybe they didn't hear it, get their attention, maybe the occupied, give them the benefit out. The ones that walk in the first 15 seconds, they're like, hello, anyone here? You have a customer. It's weird when they talk about themselves in the third person. By the way, this rant isn't about shitting on the actual customer, but I'm giving an example. When you are a customer in the lobby and you see another customer acting such a way of treat me, pick me, it's really an awkward feeling for everyone involved. It just like makes you cringe. I have to actually stop what I'm doing, and I just wait until the situation. Is <clears> till <throat> so the situation is actually at least in the progress of being taken care of, someone comes comes up, how may I help you? And it's like a sweat of relief for me, like oh, ooh, dodged a awkward situation there. But what have we come to where we walk into a place and the automatic assumption is we know. How this place should operate we know how certain things should be because we either have experience in this shit We've been to enough places that we know we have typically a typical experience of how things are supposed to be and when they are not met at certain places we assume that The people on the other side are the ones that got it wrong Instead of acknowledging It's like no No I was kind of being smart enough, but I was actually being truthful. There was only one other person, two people, and there was a shitload of people doing multiple type of jobs type of thing. And instead of shame, she was trying to shame them for not giving her, it's like, why don't you shame the origin of the issue of not having enough people here? But no, her first assumption is, oh, poor me because there's two employees it's like eh. not the big deal. but again, I don't know maybe when I get slightly older, I'll be a little less patient I'll be more irritated about stuff like that. I just still don't understand uh, I, I just can't get into that mode. it's really uncomfortable for me to really be um, to really be felt like I need to be treated. Or I need to be, uh, have a have a prompt up type of treatment. And I understand like, look, you, I'm not saying you should be treated like whatever. But what I am saying is, I really do believe the appeal of going to places is, it's one of the first and only times in the day for a lot of people that you even greeted, hey, how are you? I really do think that. I do have a theory. I think the appeal of going to places where you walk in or drive through is they will say, how may I help you? And even though they're helping you with stuff that's not important, it's just the word help. It's just the word, how are you today? If you get to the window and you have a nice enough individual that is very prompt, I really do think the appeal of this is we want to be type of of what's the proper we want to be delicately and etiquately type of greeted. Because we don't get that in everyday life. Not even from people that we work with or blah blah blah. It's just we we kinda we kind of um just kinda I don't want to say take for granted, but we just kinda every every day just kinda becomes another thing. You know? It just we just assume that everyone knows that Hey, I hope you're doing good today. These people, uh, places, they have to tell every single person no matter how weirdly, oddly, they get treated by this person, right? I guess, like, the, the thing that, that situation earlier, like, it really, when I sat down, I really thought about for a good 20 to 25 minutes. Just her saying, like, it was a dramatic TV show season one pilot episode intro of, mm, what has what has this place gone to? I don't know if she actually independently met that specific location or place, or she just met everything. What has this world come to? That's a good question. Why has it come to? Um, I'm not qualified to answer that. So yeah, I just wasted. Thirteen minutes of your time to tell you, don't ask me, because I probably contribute to why we are the way we are. Um, but yeah. Anyways, next topic. Um, so Propel, huh? Um. Flavored water is a poor man's excuse. To just not drink water. I really believe it's a rebellion effort. Somehow clean. The one thing that is guaranteed to hydrate your body. The one thing that your body mostly filled up. We still find ways to make so many millions of other liquids. To substitute and replace. We just can't drink water. We just can't consume something The way it's made. We can't just have it for what it is. And I am guilty of this when it comes to food. I put sauce on every motherfucking thing. Even if the dish is perfectly made. Even if it's seasoned. It's got sauce already mixed in it. Like I'll get a freaking uh, like on pizza. Right? Everyone put shit on pizza. Nothing new. But I'll put whatever on each slice. I'll open the fridge What do we have here? Soy sauce, boom. Teriyaki sauce, boom. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings garlic parm, boom. When it comes to anything that I eat with my rice, everything's free game. I've put honey mustard in my rice before. Yeah. Barbecue sauce, boom. Ranch, boom. Done it. But with water, that's where I draw the line. Um... I just like clean, basic, hydration, not Dasani water. I don't. I do. Or I don't. I do and I don't. You, you get what I'm saying. I like good, clean water. I will make the exception if you do once in a while, if you say some vitamin C substitute, right? I get some emergency powder shit. Fine. Cool with that, crystal light once in a while, cool, I'll oblige by it, but not every, not one of your 8 to 9 glasses a day should be flavored water, it should just be cold, room temperature, hot water, I don't give a fuck, it just better be clean, not flavored water, don't give me that unsweetened artifact while well, we can add this. It's like, I don't need nothing flavored. Just give me some decent fucking water. And I really think the Propel's of the world, where it's water, quote-unquote, it's clear, and they put these whack-ass flavors in it. And by the way, Propel... It actually tastes decent compared to most flavored waters. But I don't even know if they make flavored waters like that anymore for the big, like a, a Nestle. They, Nestle used to have some great flavored drinks. Like all these water companies, they'll have 24-pack of flavored drinks. You could buy individual flavored drinks. It's just not... They're just not good. And most importantly... Is it because... Is this your way of pushing back? Is water just not good enough for you? Is your body being made mostly of water not good enough for you? How would you like if you jump into a pool? You go underwater and snorkel, open your eyes, and they're burning because it's propel, strawberry, kiwi, water. The acidity just, ah, my eyes. No warning. See. When you, it's like if you take a shot, it's like if you're drinking something, right? Have you ever, um, have you ever accidentally drinking dip spit before and you don't even dip, not paying attention? You have a cup out, you have a Gatorade bottle out, whatever, and you're just in between, right? And you know, you just go over there, grab, not paying attention. And you just start chugging, next thing you'll know, like, oh my god, this is fucking terrible. And you spit it out, and you cough, and hurl, throw up, and all that shit, right? Well, that's not a great example, because even if you do expect to drink it, it's still not going to taste well. But let me give a better example. Let's say alcohol. Let's say you have a red solo cup, and let's say you have Mountain Dew in one or no, let's say you have Sprite in one, and let's say you have tequila filled up to the same line. You have no idea. You're not paying attention. You're in the kitchen cooking, boom, 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 pigs in blanket. Why are you cooking pigs in blanket? Because it doesn't cook pigs in blanket in the kitchen, um, but you're cooking around and you have the sprite sipping, sipping. You get distracted by your phone looking at a video, and then you actually grab a cup that someone at your residence was drinking around and you weren't paying attention. You take a sip thinking it's uh, some sprite remix LeBron. The next thing you know, halfway as you've taken a couple uh, sips, you realize, holy shit, this shit is really hitting. And you start coughing and shit, and you're like, holy fuck, this is not sprite. And then boom, you look down and you realize, when I taste tequila, I want to fucking choke you the fucking death. Because you weren't expecting it. It's like if you clinch, like if you prepare to get punched, it's much different than being blindsided out of nowhere and getting Rick Moranis on the street. If you're in a boxer ring or an MMA ring or even if you're just in a fight and you see the punch coming... Your body will naturally defend and clench to it. And you'll probably still get knocked out, but you're not going to be blindsided by it, which is a whole different type of knockout. Your body defense system, nervous system, your uh, endorphins, whatever the fuck comes out. But you're prepared for it. You know what you're getting yourself into. When it's unexpected, though, is this your way of just being different? Is this your way of being the guy who has to put something on everything he eats and everyone looks in weird? Because you know what? Fine. You want to look at me that when I put barbecue sauce or any type of General Sour, any type of sesame or any type of Asian zing on any fucking thing I want to fucking put it on because it goes on fucking anything. And stop drinking your grape water. Grape water is one one of the worst fucking flavors ever. Um, There's a reason why grapes work in juice. Uh, Typically fruit doesn't mix in with water really well. I know. It's kind of a contradiction. But you're supposed to wash your fruit and all this shit. (laughs) No pun intended. Um, But yeah. It's like yeah. But. You know what you don't do? You don't get your cup of water, and you don't squeeze some fucking grapes in it now, do you? You don't. So, just stop with the flavored water. There's nothing wrong with just drinking some clean fucking crystal geyser, alpine, alkaline, whatever your fucking preference is, whatever hydrates you, because that's the most important part. The problem is we try to make the things that are supposed to be human sources of life survival. And we always have to make it fun and interesting. You know what? Survival is not supposed to be fun. Hydration is not supposed to be fun. Hydration is just supposed to be that. Food. We've made it, this whole fun thing. It's not really supposed to be fun. It's literally just supposed to, you're supposed to just eat enough to survive. And eat very specific foods that are perishable over time and blah blah blah. Not kill the environment, blah blah blah. But we're all way down the road for that shit. We're we're like literally in too deep, right Drake and Future? Oh Jesus. Talk about the jokes going back to back. Oh, that joke is just a child's play depending on your views. (laughs) You with me or what? Um, uh, I'm on GPS. You have a need addressing, or just go on Snapchat and see you in Colorado on Sixth Avenue. Um, anyways, <laughs> stop sending. Like, what's with people sending random friend requests? Like, what? What's the science behind that? What's the science between sending friend requests to people you don't really know? I understand if you know someone, you've seen them, you've met with them, went to school with them. At least have said verbal words to them. There's nothing weirder than when a co-worker that you don't talk with at work. Sends you a friend request. To see what you're doing today without talking to you. Like hey, I like those couple snapchats. Want to go get some ribs? And I'm like, no. Um, I don't. But... It's nice to know you uh, stalk me now, but I gave you kind of permission to stalk me. So what can I say? I guess you're asking me, why would I approve a friend request of someone that I don't really know? And I have all these qualms and these resistant paths about getting random friend requests from people that I think I work with, but I'm not sure. And I'm not going to go up to random people I work with like, did you send me a friend request? Because that's weird. But it's weird that that's weirder than someone sending you a requests. request um, that you're not sure who they are, which just could all be solved with the simple puzzle of, hey, do I know you? But nah, why would I do that? Uh, like to keep the fun going. Besides, it's like they say. You gotta create your own adversity for content. But yeah. Anyways, but yeah, what was I going what was I talking about before? I was talking about something about maps. Uh yeah, I don't know. Fuck it. Oh GPS you have and need addressing. Um I still don't know where I was going with that. But uh yeah. Just hydrate. Keep it simple. Stuff's not difficult. Because if you were on a desert island, the least of your worries would be, I can't drink that water. There's no there's no strawberry watermelon. <laughs> it's like those dudes that get pre well, I'm talking to a guy who gets it. It's like ask your as the the dudes that you see use pre workout, right? Or creatine or anything like that. And you could tell. They're kind of just doing it because not necessarily that they don't want to gain gains or that they don't care about their improvement and their workouts and bodies, but some of that shit tastes really good. Be straight up, C4, always a good beginner workout, pre-workout. The watermelon, bro, I, like, that's something I, w- I could just drink on its own and be like, ah, this is enjoyable. And they've made it so good, some of those flavors. Now they have, like, Sour Patch Kid flavor. They have, like, candy flavors. They have freaking, like, um, Hershey's chocolate for some of these uh, protein powder shit. Like, it's insane out here. I don't even know if it's nutritionally even good anymore. But you could tell. It's like, all right, man, you've been on pre-workout for two and a half years, and, um... I'm not saying you've regressed, but I'm definitely saying um, the pre-workout is supposed to show gains in the workout. You know, pre stands for before you do the thing. So, I'm just asking, are you doing the thing that you're preing for? And they're like, eh. You know, uh... Went through some lulls. I had some personal family stuff. It's like, okay. Didn't answer my question. Um, But, yeah. You can tell the ones that are... If you really want to... Here's what... If I was a trainer, right? I would force... If I supplemented pre-workouts to my clients and stuff. I would force them to get anything that's unsweetened, unflavored. Anything. Because... I don't want you to get attached to the taste of it. And then when you stop doing working out, then you still get attached to that taste and not work out. Get what I'm saying? I don't get what I'm saying at this point. This is not a great podcast, but we're going to keep going because that's what we do. Um, It's not like I can ask you guys if... Are you guys enjoying this? Woo! This is not a live show. If I ever did a live show... um. It would either, I I wonder if I did a live show, would I just naturally talk about different things, would I naturally have a different tone, a different uh, confidence, a different type of way I speak, would I be more prepared on purpose, would I be more reserved in my takes type of thing, because I believe, All right, so one of the original uh, going into the origins of this one of the original influences of this was I wanted to kind of have a rant style of like a Bill Bird type. Only one issue. I'm not as funny, as good, as good of a speaker, as good of an impromptu person in the ways that he does it. Or actually a comedian of that sort, you know. It's kind of big quality traits you need to be able to do a ranting podcast like he does on his own type of thing. You know, other than that, we're pretty much alike. We're both cis white males. (laughs) Um, But I wanted to do... It it was an influence of mine. Like, hmm, I I feel I could do something like this, you know, type of thing, you know. Because you know what the world needs. They need a... At the time, they needed a 25-year-old white guy to... You know bitch about unideal stuff in reality, right that's what the world needs um but yeah, you know just another guy who uh questions his own thoughts and his own opinions as he's speaking them that's what we need someone who has conviction until he says and like eh, I don't know about that one really missed the ball on that one but it was an influence of mine. Listen to his podcast type of thing. Like, hmm. Because I always wanted to do it with someone and stuff. But, you know, they would always never fall through or, you know, commitment issues to the thing. And I'm like, you know what, man? Just do it yourself. And maybe have a solo one. And then down the road, if someone ever wants to do it with you, have a separate podcast where you have a different dynamic type of stuff, right? It's still possibly a goal. Um, once things improve um, in some directions, but yeah, um, wow, well, I, I noticed I've been saying um a lot this podcast, sorry, um, 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 oh, baby, go you got that yummy, um, it's, it's kind of interesting when you hear old songs, and you realize, a lot of kids are doing dances, a lot of kids are singing this, and the stuff they're talking about it, all because of the way the production of the sound, the, the groove, the type of beat on it and stuff. It's like, oh, Beaver's talking about eating his wife's uh what's the word we like to call it? The crease. Um and there's just twelve year olds out here. Hey mom, do you got that yummy yum? And you're like, oh little toddy little fucker. Oh little scrabble. You want a fruit roll up? Is it yummy yum? Oh of course it is. Um but yeah. Uh it's a, it's a pretty but yeah, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, my uh my self-righteous podcast. By the way, random, random, don't worry, I will get back to the point. Had a random spike. By the way, we are top two hundred comedy podcasts in the United States. And by top two hundred, I literally mean number two hundred. Woo! I would say we're making moves, but uh, looks like uh they had to make a couple people move for me then, or because you know, fuck you, um, you high production podcast, you pathetic losers, <laughs> you pathetic losers with your intro and audio quality. <laughs> the jokes on you, um, <laughs> but no. Seriously, but yeah, what was that Yeah, my uh, one of my influences was, uh, the Bill Burr Monday Morning, podcast type of thing. And yeah, I forgot. I really need to stay on topic more because I completely forgot where all that shit was going. Um. But yeah. Actually, I was watching the Dolphins and Saints game, but Jesus Christ! I've realized some of myself. I can't sit through and watch bad stuff anymore. That's not interesting. I used to be able to. Love, I used to be able to watch the worst football games and enjoy it. My sports consumption over the years has not only gotten less and less. It got less and less over just because my work schedules. I'd always be working during the times when the games were. Now, but I was still listening them in my car and all that shit. Look at the scores, be in depth and fantasy. I know the start last year. Is when... I actually made time. I actually set my schedule so I could be home and have certain days off. And times off to watch stuff. And I realized... is part of the appeal of why I was really into seeking it was because I couldn't have it because I would always be at work on Saturdays and Sunday nights. It's like, oh man, fuck this. I would rather be at home watching the Packers at one o'clock again, being the 49ers or some bullshit, right? But then I had the time off and I go watch a whole slate of whatever the fuck I want. And I'm sitting there watching after hour. I'm like, This is a really good game. For some reason, my interests are just not in it anymore. I don't know if I just don't enjoy sports anymore because I don't play sports anymore, right? Because I do something completely different from that writing. And I wonder if... I do wonder if it's just kind of when you get older, you know, you just naturally lose a little interest, you just don't have the same, like, I gotta see it type of shit as you used to, or or is it a combination of, we just have too much access to things that where you can't just, where we can't just enjoy one thing at a time, I, I, I did a little, I did a little, uh, look back, I realized the second I got a phone is the second a lot of my focus on things deteriorated. Right. And I've kind of had to learn to manage. Like, I, I really want to do the, if I had the money and the ability for a job to go the Kendrick Lamar route, where I literally lock my phone in a cupboard for 10 months and not use it and whatever. And just, if anything's important, I have a manager or someone who's a third party tell me anything I need to go do or whatever the fuck's happening. I would. And I honestly think I would be fine because I've already started restricting a lot of things I used to do that I don't do. I don't go on Instagram. I don't go on Snapchat unless I get friend requests from people that I would hardly say were friends if I don't know who the fuck you are. And just the common use of just... I just don't really care for it. Most of the time I'm just listening to stuff. Which requires my phone. But I'm not actively being on my phone like that. You know, I'm not just sitting there scrolling through shit. I find some, click on it. And I can put my phone on the seat for two hours. And just listen to something. And I wonder is it just. And I worry because some things I worry. And I think a lot of people can kind of relate to this. That's why I'm even talking about it. Because I don't just talk about myself. I talk about things that are very relatable. Is is stuff like enjoying just not even watching sports as often but just enjoying it is that just something that naturally happens to most or is that just something that's more common now because there's too many things to get interested in that's in our reach or any hobby that's that was um That you know, because I guess when you get older, you start thinking about only doing things that contribute to what you're trying to do, whatever that may be. I'm not even talking about professionally, but just like anything. If you're trying to get healthy, you only care to really listen or watch things that are new recipes, are gonna health information that are gonna contribute you to getting healthy. Because you are what you eat, you are what you watch. And you are a summation of what you do most of the time. So I guess maybe it's like, look, watching sports is a luxury. Then how come when I watch it, it doesn't even feel like I'm enjoying it or luxury. It just feels like something I'm used to doing. And it feels like it's more of a thing that I want to feel that joy from, but I just don't feel it. Maybe it's a bigger problem with me in general because I struggle with a lot of things that typically I enjoyed a vastly majority of my life and for some reason just a recent I just I just don't have it for it I guess it's like being I guess it's like being married to someone for 12 years and then like the and then like for some reason the past three months you look at them you don't want to touch them, you don't want to be touched by them, you don't want to be kissed, you don't really want to be around them, but they've done nothing to make you not like them. They're the same person, they openly love you, they've tried to make you happy and all that stuff, they are giving you the life or they've made you a part of a life that's great. And for no reasonable explanation, you just don't feel it for them, Right? You could overreact and be like, I think we should get a divorce. Actually, I want to have an open marriage. Actually, I already did. Actually, uh, I kind of fucked, you know, everyone. (laughs) But, or maybe it's just, this is just par for the course. There's lulls. Maybe it's not them why you don't feel attracted to them. Maybe it's just... You, there's things about you that have changed and you got to redefine of what you find attractive with someone or what's important to you with someone. That's why they say like uh, marriage, I, I guess that's why they say marriage is like hard work because it's constant work because your needs and wants change over time based off your life circumstances. You know, you have kids, you have house and all that shit like what you need at 28 is going to be different than 35 than 40. Your body's going through changes, you know, you could be having health, you could be this, could be that, jobs, stuff, whatever the fuck. Your needs and wants of what you need and what you want and desire and all that good shit changes. It's like, kind of like a natural selection thing. And that's when people, you know, I'm not going to go down this road of, that's when people say monogamy is unrealistic and I say, well, it's like. Just cause some don't feel the way it used to That doesn't mean you just like Hey fuck it Hey that was nice while it lasted And then give him a slap on the back Thanks for trying And then you just bounce Like that's not how that works But If it becomes more of a consistent feeling And not just a feeling That's when I guess you gotta take a look in the mirror Reflection and all that good shit Right I guess maybe I'm getting to the point where I need to open up my, uh, I need to open up my uh, versatile of what I consume as a person, because I used to be a pretty simple guy. I just watched sports, and maybe sneak in a sitcom, and uh, some specific type of humor movies, type of shit. And now I've gone into a lot of different things, right? I think because of the path I've chosen in my career path I'm doing it makes me um really want to consume, watch and listen to things of stuff that actually applies to what I'm trying to do even if it's not directly, right? Like since I do a podcast, do I want to have a pretty sizable one one day where I make money off, you know, Uh, Dude wipes, like uh, the one on Tyron Woodley's booty. He, by the way, he promptly sponsored that. If there was anyone that was going to make a case that that fight was rigged, it's the fact that Tyron Woodley put dude wipes right on his ass cheeks. And when he got knocked out, what's the first thing you see from from the angle from behind him when Jake punches him in the face and knocked down? Face plant, ass cheeks out, dude wipes. If there was anyone, no one ever talked about that rig the talking about, oh, he shook his hand to let you know it's coming. It's like, okay, man, I've seen that a million times in boxing fights, and I'm not even a boxing expert, and all you quote-unquote boxing experts seems to sound like casuals, but I'm not going to go there. But anyways, plowing through. It's, um, do I want a podcast that makes money all that shit? Sure. I mean, I'm top 200 now, baby. Whoo comedy specifically, not, you know, actual podcasts in the world, um, because some of you are funded by Big Pharma, um, but it's, um, there's a, I I definitely, I, most of my any entertainment is, uh, podcasts, Spotify, maybe, maybe I'm hoping for a deal from Spotify one day, but more importantly, I want to, I listen to podcasts all the time, all variety of different types. Because as I'm listening, is it for entertainment purposes? Of course. It's also because I am studying, without even realizing I'm studying, things that, to get better, those habits, things I don't like, and all this stuff, right? From bigger, more famous, and even smaller ones I listen to. I listen to people that are, quote unquote, on my level in the sense of, we're on the same like, path levels, like start, starting out our own, you know, very X amount of listeners. And you listen to them, and I learn from them, and I learn from the big ones, right? And it's like this constant, you're always trying to work on your... Uh, and this... Episode's not a reflection because I know I shitted the bed. Need some dude wipes. But um, that's why I don't wash my bed sheets. I'm kidding. I do. It just doesn't look like it. But <laughs> um, but I watch movies that I learn a lot from writing dialogue and stuff. And I listen to podcasts to get better at this. So Lily. All my free time is consumed listening or watching this stuff. That is kind of for entertainment, but also to better because I'm picking up things and learning things without even realizing I'm learning it. good type of shit. So maybe that's why I like, you know, I'm sitting there watching uh, sports and stuff. I'm more interested. I actually enjoy listening to sports television more than actual sports nowadays, Um. I don't even enjoy going to live events anymore. I can't, you know, I used to love going to baseball games. I've been to a couple football games. And been to a couple basketball games. And I love it. But recently I just haven't really, you know, wanted to. I don't feel it. I don't feel hyped about it. And it's just like, it is what it is. But not to get on my soapbox here, but this is a soap opera. In my heart-shaped box, De-de-de. um. But yeah, well, the story is is um. I wish I wanted to watch sports, but I don't. I feel like when you're not doing it, it's weird because you're. I guess it's like you're watching. Someone achieve an athletic feat Which is cool But the cool part about it is when Even if you know you have no chance to Be LeBron or nothing It's the fact that you watch them, And you get motivated to go out and practice You watch LeBron dunk And like I can't dunk or touch rim But god damn it I can do that floater And you go and practice and practice And you get better And then once you see Results from practicing and practicing It's it's addicting and when you're not attached to getting better at something or progressing in something, once it's kind of the decisions made for you in terms of athletics or whatever it is, it's like, I don't know. It's not as, it's not something I like. For example, on, Monday, I, on Mondays, I typically have off. This is going to be the last time I talk about this shit. But I'll say it for this purpose. Mondays, I typically look forward to, I plan my day around. I was like, okay, I'm going to get home, and I'm going to watch Monday Night Football. I'm going to get all my work done, all my writing and stuff done earlier in the day, whatever. Get anything I need done so I can get home later on, eat, and enjoy watching football. I got home, and after the first quarter, I'm like, this game is boring as fuck. And the game was close. Granted, you have Ian Book out there who looks like a dwarf. Uh, it looks like you can find it at the Chick-fil-A little uh, house in the prairie door. Um, but, and it was just like, eh, I don't have, it's like, if I were to sit here, I literally, in the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, I turned the game off and I started recording this podcast. What does that tell you? And as you can tell, I'm not really in the greatest of, I'm not really in the greatest of mindsets in terms of like quickness and wittiness to be doing a podcast but I would rather do a podcast and sit there and watch a football game something that would be unheard of unfeasible even three years ago granted I didn't have a podcast three years ago but I was actually I wasn't even going to record a podcast like tomorrow morning or some shit I know I'm blabbering here, but just to give you an idea of what I mean when I say this shit, is I guess I'm worried of why have I gotten to this place? Is it something to worry about? Is it something that's an overreaction? This is an ebb and flow. Or maybe it's just, it is what it is. It's just growth, I guess, as people always want to hide behind. I'm just growing as a person. I'm in a different space mentally. It's like actually you're not you have not grown at all um you are not in a different space mentally you have just disguised yourself that you're in a different space mentally and really you're in the same place and if the same situation had come up that put you in a mental uh downfall were to come up again you'd be right back down there so no you're not in a different space um you're actually in the same space but you're lying to yourself which is actually a worse space um Let's just say, the space between is uh, this podcast really making you contemplate life right now. And on that note, I'm just going to end it with this quote. I Not quote, I'm going to end it with this uh, thought and question to you and myself. Would you take it back if you were promised it would not be the same as before, but it would be more fulfilling? I don't fucking know. All I know is that the Saints and Dolphins, not a big draw. The definition of keeping it 500. All right, record. All right, that was episode 96. Episode 96 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Essentially, every time, here's the thing I'll, I'll say. Every time I say this is the worst episode I've done, they actually turn out on replay value. I actually seem to be okay, but I really don't believe this one's good. The ones I think I killed it, No, I tell you, the ones I think I killed it, I really killed it. The ones I think are terrible, typically, actually end up being more well-rounded, actually more well-articulated thoughts. I just think I'm boring, but there's actually a lot of value in them most of the time. It's the ones that are, like, in between, right? It's the ones that are, like, you think you're really clever. You think you're killing it, and you, like, you replay, like, 15 minutes when you're doing the description, looking back, and you're like, Oh my fucking Jesus. If I didn't have a policy that no matter what I'm going to post, if I didn't if I believed in editing, half these episodes may never see the light of day. But lucky for you, I don't care about how I'll be looked at 8 years from now. Maybe it'll be all taken down. Maybe it won't. Or maybe it will. But yeah. All right guys, most importantly, don't forget to suck some titties. And if you want me on your podcast, we can make it work somehow. I don't know how. Uh, But yeah, make it happen. All right, guys. Have a great day. Suck some titties. Like, subscribe. uh, And uh, keep the numbers going up. And yeah. Oh, Jesus. I got to pass more gas. To infinity and beyond. She call me Woody with a hoodie. (laughs) That's a circumcision joke.